Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'm sharing an interview that I did a little while back with Heather Askinosi and Timmy Jandro from Energy Muse. And this is an interview where Heather and Timmy are discussing the importance of clearing cords using crystal energy. So this is all about clearing um, energetic attachments and things that have come into your field, as well as cords that you've sent out to other places. And the importance of this is to really protect your energy field and keep you from feeling drained, particularly if you identify as an empath or healer. So this interview was originally recorded a little while back as part of our Crystal Mastery Conference, which was an event that we used to put on a few times a year where I would interview some amazing healers from around the globe on different topics. And we shared kind of a really brief version of this interview on the podcast in the past, but this time we're releasing the full interview right here on the show. And in fact, there's also a video version of this interview available over on the blog at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And this is just one of 17 of these types of interviews that we've put together actually in a special digital bundle package, but it's only available until this Friday, October 16th at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. And it's our Crystal Mastery Workshop Bundle. So there are 17 of these interviews. I think it's like over six hours of great content from people like Heather and Timmy that I'm sharing here on the podcast is a little taste of what this package has to offer. Marissa Moondaughter, Philip Permit, uh, Emma Milden, Ezzy Spencer, Nicholas Pearson, Bridget Esselmont, Natalie Wallstein, and so many more. And this Crystal Mastery Workshop Bundle is just one of several special classes that we have available until this Friday. So if you are interested in checking those out, we have classes on everything from crystals for your spiritual practice to working with tarot and the moon phases. Go to loveandlightschool.com slash social, and until Friday night, you'll see a button right at the top that says up to 70% off, and you can click that button. It will take you to our entire limited time course catalog. But before we dig into that interview with Heather and Timmy from Energy Muse, I want to share one of our Ask Me Anything questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question came from Erin D on Instagram, and Erin said, Hi, I recently began my crystal journey, and I listened to your podcast, but I have a question that I don't believe you've addressed in any of your episodes. What are your thoughts on the healing properties of selenite lamps? 
Does the light harm them? Are they able to be used to cleanse my other crystals if I put one on top of the lamp for a few hours? Not sure if you'll see this, but I thought I'd ask since I can't find answers to this question anywhere. Well, Erin, I think you're right. I don't think that this is a question that I have addressed on the show before, but it's a great question. So thank you so much for taking the time to ask it. Um, You know, so often most people are familiar with the Himalayan salt lamps that um, a lot of people agree actually need to be turned on, need to be warm and kind of heated in order for them to do all the things that they're supposed to do in terms of cleansing and that sort of thing. But a lot of people actually aren't even aware that there are some crystal lamps made out of other stones, really commonly selenite and rose quartz and things like that. So Aaron's first question was, does the light harm the selenite crystal? And the answer here is no, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, You know, there are some crystals that can be negatively impacted by light. For example, sunlight, which is pretty strong, ultraviolet light. If you have uh, any colorful translucent crystals like celestite, rainbow fluorite, rose quartz, smoky quartz, citrine, amethyst, those crystals can actually fade over time. But given that selenite is white, there's no color to fade out. Um, from this light and also the light in those little nightlight bulbs that are usually used in these lamps is only about five watts of electricity. So it's not a super lot and I have not found any negative effects from this in terms of the energy of the crystal. Um, We have a few of these lamps at Mimosa at my new age store and I used to have one myself until I gave it to a friend of mine who had been looking for one for a long, long time. So then Aaron's next question is, can I use this to cleanse my crystals if I put them on top of the lamp for a few hours? So I don't even think you have to put them on top of the lamp, Aaron. I think just placing them like around the lamp, near the lamp is just fine. Selenite is one of those crystals that is, is known for kind of cleansing other stones and just having it around your other crystals is really helpful. In fact, a lot of people... We'll even put like a little piece of selenite in with their tarot or oracle cards or in a pouch of crystals that they use frequently to help keep the energy nice and clear. Now, if you're using selenite to cleanse other stones or ritual tools or divination tools, then you do need to still make sure to cleanse that selenite periodically. There are some, you know, lists out there that say that there are certain stones that never need cleansing. In fact, I have a really good blog post about this over on the blog at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. You can just type in the search bar, don't cleanse these crystals, question mark. Um, And you'll find that I actually do recommend cleansing all stones, even the ones that people say never need cleansing. So just remember to cleanse your selenite lamp periodically, just like you would with any other crystals, you know, maybe once a month, maybe more frequently if it's in like really high traffic area, or if you are using it pretty regularly to cleanse your other stones. And Erin, thank you again for taking the time to ask that question. And, you know, if you've never seen one of these selenite lamps before or the rose quartz lamps, check them out. Do a quick Google search. They're so beautiful and it's just such a nice way 
to bring kind of a soft, soothing, calming energy into your space. And this is also a great way to incorporate some crystal energy in a place where you might not kind of want it right out there in the open. So a lot of people message me and ask, you know, what what are some ways I could incorporate crystals into my office space at work? I don't really want my coworkers to think I'm like, you know, a woo-woo person, but I really want my crystals there. Well, this is a great way. You know, you can just have this little lamp in the corner. It looks nice and decorative, but you're still getting those nice crystal vibes. So if you have a question you'd like for me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. And now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for the day, clearing energetic cords with crystals. So I am going to, without further hesitation, turn it over to the interview that I recorded with Heather Askinosi and Timmy Jandro of energymuse.com. Today, I am so excited to get to be speaking with the amazing ladies at Energy Muse, Heather Eskinozzi and Timmy Jandro. So ladies, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. We love talking to you. Well, I've been really looking forward to talking to you both again. We, I was lucky enough to be able to do an interview with you just a few weeks ago for our podcast, which was really exciting. And, you know, it really got me thinking one of the things that we touched on during that interview was cord cutting. So I thought that that would be a great thing to share with everyone today. Can you tell us a little bit about what are these energetic cords? So, you know, sometimes people don't even realize that they have attached to someone energetically. And again, I could just use Heather and I as an example. We're around each other a lot. And so let's say I come in and I'm having a terrible day. I might not mean to put that energy towards Heather, but because we're so close, she feels it. So it might be, it's a good practice that we use often because, you know, you want to just be free of that, that energy. And it's not like she's cutting me out of her life. She's cutting that energetic cord, sending light my way to replace that cut or that energy that's been cut. And then we move on and you feel a lot lighter because when you're a sensitive person and you're around people, you can pick up on energy so easily. And even when you're not so sensitive, it happens. So, I mean, for someone who's new to this concept, they've probably heard this term before. So these are really just energetic attachments between people. Can we be corded to like places or objects as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, what it, for me, how I get my head around it, because I always have to get my head around it, is is that when we get attached to something, say it could be, you know, for me, or, or a crystal, oh my gosh, and you see this crystal and you, you're like, oh, I really want it, but it's maybe out of my price range or, you know, whatnot, but it's, you can't stop thinking about it. Um, so that could be more of an object. Or um, sometimes we can be attached to places we've traveled and emotions and experiences that we had there that were either um, maybe not as amazing or unbelievably amazing. Um, And so the reason it's important to cut the cords, even if it's a fantastic experience, is is that we we want, I look at cutting the cords as, I want to have all my energy fully invested in me. I don't want to be leaking it, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And so the cutting the cord ritual helps you 
or cutting the cords helps you really connect to where am I leaking my energy? Where are my thoughts in the past? Where are my thoughts in the future? Who do I, a person keeps thinking about or a situation? And, and it, it, um, it keeps us from being the, in the now moment because we're not fully present. So I look at it as a um, almost like spiritual uh, house cleaning on a daily basis um, because that way we are empowered to be in the present moment. And it gives us a tool to help us cut or disconnect. And it, it's an action that we can do that sometimes we could think of things in our head, but um, I know me, I like to have an action so that I'm physically doing something that helps me to really get my head around it. Yeah, that's so true. And you kind of touched on my next question a little bit there, which was, you know, like what really happens to our energy body when we have these cords or attachments? And you, you mentioned this idea of an energy leak. Now, can you explain to everyone why that is a bad thing? Okay, well, do you, well, I'm give not, you an example. Yeah, I mean, I, just for me, you just might feel physically drained. You know, it might be more of a physical thing. And if you look at it energetically, it might be that one of your chakras where the attachment has occurred may be blocked because that cord is there to another person. So this might be a little bit going a little bit deeper. I don't know if it's too much, but I'm just going to say it. So sometimes, um, you know, I've been, what I'm really researching now with crystals is how trauma is held in our body and how we could use the energy of the earth to help us go back on a cellular level and repattern ourselves. Okay. So hypothetically, you're um, in fifth grade and you're playing on the bars at school, you know, the handlebars and some, and you fall off and somebody laughs at you and all the kids are la ha ha ha. And as you know, a lot of times we think, you know what, maybe that didn't have any kind of traumatic effect on us, but maybe it did in some little respect, it made us kind of not feel as confident. And maybe we didn't go on the bars as much. And how does that one little event um, play out over time? And how can we use cutting the cords on a deeper level where the more we get grounded into our own spirit, we could go, huh, okay, I want to deal with confidence and self-love or why is it I'm not stepping out like I used to? And what happens is as we go through these healing processes, events come up in our head and we could use the same cutting the cord as an event that not only happened now, but it could have happened in our childhood that over time leaves its mark. And so what I am finding is that with crystals, once we cut it, we can use a crystal to put it on our body. And then I think, in my opinion, we can also, if we are energy and we're light beings, and we can then reprogram that link that once held us back and fill that space up and rewrite our stories. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And okay. I love this idea of these cords really even going back into the past because energy is just energy, right? And yeah. energy, it, it stays with us. It transforms. It, Absolutely. It's always difference. And I love this idea of reaching back into the past yeah. and really changing things. And what I am finding personally is I, 
because I work with a lot of, I'm into biohacking and I like the mineral, I like the food and all the supplements. But what I personally am finding is that, in my opinion, the crystal world adds, the crystal world's able to really get there quick um, on some of these levels. And it's exciting as someone who's been practicing or working with crystals for 26 on years, this is kind of something new I'm researching on the cellular level, energetic cellular level as vibration of what we are capable of healing. Um, it's really amazing and exciting. That's super yeah. phenomenal. I look forward to seeing what yeah. you discover with that. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Um, you know, we talked about how we can send cords to other people, other places, uh, objects. Can other people then also attach cords to us? And how does that work? How do these cords come into our field just like they go out? Well, in, in my opinion, I think by thinking of somebody, whether sometimes like if you, you know, that's why um, some high, very high profile people will work with these techniques because say they're out teaching in front of 200 people, people, whether when they're listening to somebody, oh, I like what they said, or I don't like, we send energy and there's a cord that, so it's sometimes it's not like we're like, it's not like a, you know, hey, I'm going to cord to that person. It's, it's just when we, we're connect, we are connected. And that's why this whole thing is, is that we are connected. And so this tool or this practice, in my opinion, it should be on a daily basis, if not every couple of days, because this is spiritual um, house cleaning. And we need to do that on it because we could cord to our kids. We could cord to our parents. We could, it's not like it's a good or bad thing. That's the human consciousness putting judgment on it because it's all personal interpretation. But the, the power of this um, spiritual medicine is, is that we are empowered on a daily basis to say, I cut anything that maybe I have sent, whether it's conscious or not conscious, and anything that was sent to me, whether it's conscious or not conscious, with love and light, sending it to the highest being, sending it back, filling my own self up with energy and refueling so that at least I could start the day being present in me and not have 20 other people and things going on. You'll feel the shift. It's, it's something that is so beyond intellectual. It's kind of sometimes even hard to put words, human words around it. But I, I think that people that listen to you, they will feel it. It's not even, it's not an intellectual thing. You'll feel lighter. You will feel a difference. Yeah, you know, this is a practice I started doing many years ago, and I cannot even explain the difference in my energy level, in my emotions, in my physical well-being. It really does impact you on kind of every level of your being, and it creates this amazing transformation. And I remember, you know, especially for those of us, like you said, who are energetically sensitive, who are light workers, who are maybe empaths we are so sensitive and many of us are like little sponges. Well, for those of you out there watching right now, imagine if you have all these connections going to all these different places, what kind of energy overload and overwhelm that creates, especially for a highly sensitive person. And just by doing this daily activity, which I was gonna ask, you know, how frequently should people really be doing this? And I agree with you, 
every day would be amazing. And this is something I think if you, you know, how can people create like a little ritual or something that reminds them? Like for me, I do this while I'm in the shower because it's like, it's just natural. You know, you're doing some physical cleansing. You might as well do a little energetic cleansing at the same time. Is there like a good way that you recommend people get in the habit or routine of doing this? Well, we like to work with black kyanite because if you look at black kyanite, it actually looks like a little sword, like a little knife where it's kind of fanned out. So again, working with the energy and the energetic cords, if you start at your first chakra, which you can't see, but if you were to cut all the way up energetically through the energetic like um, field that's in front of you, never touching yourself with this, but just letting go and cutting through all those cords through the first through the seventh chakra, you can really feel the lightness as you continue up through this cord cutting ritual. Then we suggest holding this kyanite in each of those um, chakras, starting at the base for one minute. And you work all the way up until you get to the seventh chakra. So you're, you're, you're really working with the energy of the kyanite to help disconnect you from the cords you put out or that have been put on to you. Can, can I share a true story? Because sometimes, once again, and I'm a researcher and I'm also probably one of the biggest skeptics you're ever going to meet. So I'm like, you got to prove it to me with all this stuff. So the reason I want to share this one story is because even as someone who do the, does this all the time, I, I like to hear the feedback of people that have done something and like, give me the real life result here. You know what I mean? So a couple of weeks ago, Timmy and I had to talk and teach this. And so we called all the people at Energy Muse to come in and practice this ritual. And without giving too many details, I'll, I'll just share the, the crux of it. Everyone did it. We, everyone left. And a couple of days later, one of the girls in our office mm -hmm. said, hey, I want to share a story with you. And I said, okay. She said, you know, um, I did the cutting the cord and I thought of somebody um, and I didn't want to cut the cord because I was very angry with this person. And there was a lot of family dynamics and a lot of pain and a lot of anger. And one of the things that I suggested is that whoever we were cutting the cord with, we set, we filled ourselves with light, but we sent that person forgiveness. And she said it was hard because I didn't want to forgive. I, I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, you know, there's, and, and so she said it was difficult for me, but I did it because you know, I did it. So she said, I've been trying to get a new car and this and that. And um, there's been some money things and blah, 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 blah. And this person usually, she hadn't talked to this person for six months after cutting the cord and sending like sincere forgiveness. The person called and said, look, I'm calling you. I don't, you know, out of the blue, I was thinking of you. And I um, came across a new car and I want to um, give it to you. And she was like, why are you calling me a, and what's going on? And she said, I just feel it's the right thing to do. And literally four days later, now granted, this is, I, I'm going to be honest. I have not received a new car from doing this <laughs> technique. And I know that Timmy has, no. and the rest of the office hasn't. But, but the point of the story is, is that she went, she went to the core of herself where she realized that by holding on to these emotions and not forgiving was keeping her linked and not really truly free. And so I guess the moral of the story was, isn't so much the cool car that she got, which is awesome. And I, I it's in the back now, but, <laughs> but is, is that she said 
she freed herself of something that she felt was in her body for years. Mm -hmm. But it came on her end where when she cut it, instead of cutting it, be like, all right, we're done. I forgive you. Like, I really forgive you. Now we're done. Does that make sense? I am so glad that you just touched on this because I think that this is truly that other half, that other dynamic when it comes to the cord cutting and cord clearing is this embracing of forgiveness and true forgiveness, like you said, Mm -hmm. on this really deep level. And that can go back and Mm -hmm. heal such a big part of you. I, I mean, when I first started doing cord cutting, I didn't realize, and this is God, oh, well over a decade ago, I did not realize I was an angry person at that time of my life. And looking back now, I think like, oh my gosh, how did I function with all of that pent up emotion and stored emotion that was so unhealthy for me and unhealthy for the people around me. And it's so hard to even think of myself that way. You know, I just, I don't even feel mm-hmm. like that person anymore, but so much of it was because of that unwillingness to forgive or that feeling like you're not ready and hanging on Mm -hmm. to that stuff that Mm -hmm. is just not good for us. And this is such an amazing technique to do to finally move past that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you feel like maybe, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I truly could, you know, really feel that forgiveness Mm -hmm. inside. You might even question when you just get into the habit and practice of doing this, it's just like, you know, doing anything like gratitude journaling, you know, and when you get Mm -hmm. into this habit, it starts to come more naturally. You start to recognize it in other areas of your life. You start to be more conscious of how this really affects you on an energetic level. So thank you so much for speaking to that and for sharing this example and for explaining it. The ultimate goal was not the car. (laughs) (laughs) It was this deep level of healing that this person got. So I just love that. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes when you do this ritual, you might have someone in mind and then you're starting the process and something or someone mm. else comes up Yeah, and you've got to honor that because you might be pushing something that there's something even more important you need to work with. And that, mm-hmm. that happens to me all the time. I think, oh, I've got this handled. I know exactly what I should be releasing. And then something else comes up that is really been gnawing at me for a long time. Yeah. Just I honoring it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you both this question. So we talked a little bit about, you know, how often we should be doing this and we really should be striving for doing it every day. But I think, you know, we're all human and we're all going to miss a day here or there. We're going to forget. I find that if I have little reminders for myself about Mm -hmm. things, it really helps me tune in. So for example, you know, if I find that my neck is really hurting through the day, it means that I probably haven't done yoga yet. If, you know, there are just little cues and I go, oh, wait a minute. And they're just reminders to check in. So what are some things that people should look for um, maybe in their emotional well-being, their physical well-being, their energetic well-being? What are things that like would be little hints that it's definitely time to cut these cords? Well, I know for me, like being short, maybe getting a little cynical or sarcastic, I might be pushing down things and acting like as if everything's okay yet it's not. And when I start going there, I'm like, Hmm, something's off. And that, that's a good tip for me. Yeah. I mean, and going back to the whole healer, heal thyself, um, is, is that, and a lot of the work on the spiritual journey is about us getting to know ourselves, um, which is 
awfully scary sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's that reminder to um, check in and be alone a little bit because um, when we get in tune with ourselves, we know when things are off. We know when we, as Timmy mentioned, um, getting short. We know that when we just, we don't really feel ourselves. Um, we know when our, maybe our head, our thoughts get more um, negative talk or that um, we're not seeing life how we normally see it because maybe we have so many other energies coming at us that we're not even ourselves. Um, so you know, it'll be different for everyone. But um, when you know yourself a bit better, you know when you're off quicker. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And that's really great advice. Well, let me ask you one final question here as it relates to this whole topic. Is there anything that we can do or any crystals that we can use to actually help prevent this? You know, we've talked about how to remedy the situation, how to recognize it when it's happening. Is there anything that we can do more preventatively to really help us just um, avoid getting into these energy connection cord patterns in the first place, just to make us more conscious of where our energy is going to begin with? Wow. Um, gosh, if you figured the answer out to that, will you call me? No, seriously, like, can I tell me the podcast that's on? I really don't want to. Um, you know what? I personally, I feel life on our planet Earth is a life lesson, and it is a journey for us human beings. And um, I think awareness um, and even for somebody who meditates and does all this stuff, I got a lot of stuff I'm still working through. And even though I want to be great and all that, I have a teenager and there's a trigger that happens the minute when some of that <laughs> stuff goes down. Cord, cord, cut, cut. But um, I think that awareness is a big deal. Um, I don't, you know, life is moving fast nowadays. And even um, if we want to be in that state, it's human nature to have things come up. And so I feel why this is so valuable. It gives us a tool. Um, and, 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 you know, I'd love to be able to blame and go, you know, that's blah, 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 but it makes me have ownership. So I feel like in, for me personally, it's, it brings it back to what I, only what I can handle in life is me. And that's a really full-time job. So um, I don't know. I couldn't, I, I honestly can't answer that question because I don't, I wish I haven't learned that one yet. Exactly. But, but I think yeah. what you're saying is the accountability part yeah. is so important. Yeah. And every day, every moment we have a choice, we have a choice to create boundaries. We have a choice to not extend ourselves out to people that might not be um, taking, rising us to a level. Maybe they are just someone that is not vibrating in the same place we are at that moment. You know what I mean? And, and that's not what we need. Maybe we need more inspiration for that day. And we know where we can make those choices to, to be around that energy or not sometimes, but like Heather said, life happens. And just when you think you have the, just the right environment, something's yeah. going to happen just, and you got to be ready for it. And if the, you work with crystals, just when you think you got your jam down, you're like, I got this. Yeah. I am on it, the bam, the next lesson arrives and it gives us another opportunity to grow, right? And learn. Yeah. Can I tell you, I love you ladies more than <laughs> ever right now. <laughs> so true. You're not saying that there's some magic cure out there that's going right. to make us be like these blissed out enlightened beings. You're just saying, hey, it's, it's about being human and it's about yeah. learning these lessons and integrating and becoming more consciously aware of our own energy, of our own actions and taking responsibility. So 
thank you for that so much. Thank you. Thanks. Um, and if you want to know a little bit more step-by-step -step exactly how to do this exercise, please check out the Crystal Muse book that you can find below this video as well. Ladies, thank you so much, Heather and Timmy, for joining us today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Wow, that was so interesting getting to listen to that interview all over again, um, you know, sometime later. And for those of you listening, I would love your feedback about this topic. I'd love to know what you think. Uh, if, you know, cord clearing is kind of new to you and this is your first go round, let me know how will this kind of influence your daily routine or your practice with your crystals or the way that you think about energy and connection. If you've been doing cord clearing for a little while, I would love to kind of know your thoughts about this because, you know, this is exactly the way that I used to do cord clearing when I first started working with crystals and I was really getting into things on my own. And it wasn't until I took a workshop with Melody, author of the Love is in the Earth series of books, that she really described removing cords by pulling them out rather than cutting them. And I had always been taught in the past to cut cords, cut cords, cut cords. And so like this is the way I would do it. And I think this is how so many of us are taught about these energetic cords. But what Melody described is that when we cut the cords, we actually leave a little piece of them inside of our energy field, right? Because you're severing them. So there's almost this little stump or root that's still attached. And so Melody described a method of actually pulling these cords out. And that made so much sense to me. And she described how, you know, it became more difficult for people to reconnect or record you if you pulled those out rather than severing or cutting them. Because by cutting them, when that little bit of their energy still remained in your field, first of all, you haven't 100% cleared all of it. And second, it left a little point for reattachment to be uh, easier, right? It was easier for these cords to reconnect and reattach. So I'm curious, kind of thinking about that, what you think about energetic cords. So if you want to share your thoughts with me, please pop over to loveandlightschool.com slash blog and find this interview with Heather and Timmy and leave me a comment on the blog. I read every single comment that comes in. We usually get back to every single comment there. Um, I just would really love to know what you feel about this topic and what you do in your practice. Well, that is it for our main topic for today, and now it's time for our Trending This Week segment. So as you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just loving that I want to share with you. So today I want to share about some new candles that I found that I am so in love with. Um, they're made by L'Apothecaire Company, and I hope I'm saying that right. I think it's L'Apothecaire instead of L'Apothecary. So it's L apostrophe A-P-O-T-H-I-C-A-I-R-E, L'Apothecaire. And you can find them at lapothecareco.com. And these are all hand-poured soy wax blend candles. And the scents and fragrances on these are so amazing. I am in love with the Botanica collection. They have a few different 
collections of candles. They have a Botanica collection and a Noir collection. The Noir collection are all in these um, really pretty and simple black glass jars with white labels, or they have some that are a little bit more fancy um, with some kind of witchy looking, perfect for this time of year, uh, labels on them. And they're really, really pretty. I personally haven't tried any of those yet because I'm so in love with the candles from the Botanica collection. And they come in these beautiful green glass jars and they're all corked. So they have a nice cork in them and really beautiful labels. So, so far my favorite is Hyacinth and English Ivy. Um, I got that one and for my first order, the other one I got was um, a tobacco flower one. And I ended up giving the tobacco flower one as a little hostess gift to my mom when I went to visit her um, in August and she loved it. And so I am totally hooked on these candles and my hyacinth and English ivy, these are like six ounce candles, lasted quite some time and I burn candles every single day. So because they're soy wax blend, they're a little bit slower burning, they burn pretty clean, and the fragrance is so nice. It's there, but it's not overpowering like some candles can be. Um, so I just restocked myself. I ordered one of every single Botanica collection candle that they make. And then my very favorite one, the Hyacinth and English Ivy, I also just got in a perfume oil, um, which I didn't realize that they even had the first time I did my order. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and I will say, you know, they're not like the most inexpensive candles ever. They're $20 each retail, but you have to remember these are hand poured. This is small batch botanical apothecary. Um, and this is from a woman owned business, which is really nice. And they're so beautiful. And in fact, with my hyacinth in English ivy candle from my first order, I saved the little cork and I put my jar in some boiling water so that just the very little bit of wax at the bottom of the candle came out. And now I have this beautiful little green jar that I can use for storing some loose herbs or tea bags. Um, so kind of nice if you're like me and you like a good little fun witchy jar too. So that's Lepothecare Co. and the Botanica Collection candles. Super, super in love with these. They last a good long time and well worth the investment. The other thing that's so great about these candles is that they are made with pure essential oils, extracts, and absolutes. So all of that nice fragrance that you're getting is not coming from a fragrance oil. This is like actual essential oils. Everything smells amazing and the blends are really beautiful and mystical. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. And if you listen on a platform other than iTunes, 
you can head to loveandlightschool.com slash listen for a listing of all the streaming services where this podcast is available. And I want to give a special shout out to one of our listeners, Hockey7, who left a five-star rating and a review on iTunes, and they said exactly what I was looking for. This podcast is exactly what I've been looking for. I'm a yoga teacher, and I've been diving deeper into crystal healing, and Ashley is exactly the person to guide me, and hopefully you. I am so thankful for her beautiful offerings. Thank you so, so, so much. It means so much to me to get these ratings and read these great reviews. Um, I read every single one of these and it always makes my day when I see a new one pop up. And it also helps other people find the show. So when you leave a rating and review, it's just so nice to be able to kind of share that and let other people know what it is that you're listening to and it helps us get found on iTunes. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.